Good afternoon from Inside Four Walls. Hopefully this morning's episode gave you the chuckle you needed. Also in the end goal, I did not pull my hair at the end and weep for the future generation of this country while mourning the death of the moral fabric of my own. A moment of silence, please. Fuck. Thank you. Today we'll be doing, hopefully, on everything good and godly, the last episode about Afghanistan. I know better. God, do I fucking know better. But we're going to be doing the three stories that I was going to do for my uh, five o'clock. Two episodes I'm going to do for my two stories I'm going to do for my five o'clock yesterday. Then I was going to do uh, the third story for my eight o'clock today. But I just needed to take a break from the Afghanistan coverage and get something else out there to mix it up a little bit. So I'll be doing the three stories in this episode. I'm not sure how long it's going to be. I'm going to do my best to make it as fast as possible. But, you know, you got the timestamp in the future when you're listening to this. I'll, it only says I'm a minute 18 seconds into this. When you throw in the ads and everything beforehand, well, shit, I don't know. Anyway, the first story today will be about Joe Biden completely flubbing this funeral he went to. I mean... I'm not gonna. Be, I'm not gonna lie, right? I've been to a funeral and I've fallen asleep. It's a bad look. It's a really bad look. I've also fallen asleep during weddings too. Just anytime when I'm sitting there and there's a bunch of people talking and everybody has to remain quiet, it's inevitable for me to fall asleep. I fall asleep at half the fucking movie theaters I go to when I go to see a new movie. All right. And you know, shit. Just the story of this man. My uh, God, what would you call it? Call her. My brother's ex-wife's mother? Would that be in-laws? My ex-in-laws? Anyway, uh, her mother passed away. Her mother was a really great woman, very godly. Uh, she passed away, and I went to the funeral, but I had been up all night working. I went, that was one of those days I worked from, uh, I worked from like, God, if I remember, I worked from like four in the afternoon to like eight in the morning, and the funeral was at noon. I got home, did the worst thing. I fell asleep, woke up, got dressed, and went to the fu- went to the funeral. And man, if you're already exhausted but have to be up, the worst thing you can do is fall asleep because you're gonna be so groggy. But I kept falling asleep at this woman's funeral, and I was in one of the. They had it divided. There was two rows in the front, two rows in the back. And okay, how do I describe this over audio? Okay, so there were four rows all together. The two rows were uh, in the front facing the preacher talking and the casket. And on the other side, there's two rows of, of sitting facing the casket. And the casket and the preacher were in the middle of these two rows, or in the middle of these four rows, two on each side. And I was, of course, in the front row, and I kept falling asleep and nodding off. And, you know, as much as... It wasn't necessarily my fault. I worked all night. And then, you know, it's like September. So it's kind of chilly out. And I'm just sitting in that chair. The wind, the warm, the warm air is hitting the back of my neck. They're playing this really soft piano music. And there's like harps and shit. And I'm just 
fighting with everything I got to not fall asleep. And I'm just like nodding off like a heroin addict on the sidewalk. You know, the chair I'm sitting in my head just keeps slumping back. And I'm in the front fucking row. Oh, so bad. And I kept like, I, I would catch myself and like look back. And I would catch, I saw some people looking at me. Give me dirty looks, and I tried everything I could to not fall asleep. Right, it wasn't that I didn't want to be there, right? It was I just could not, for the life of me, keep my fucking eyes awake. Which reminds me, freaking monster right now because I'm a sick fuck. Some go go juice. That's boomer juice. That being said, I have never been at a funeral. And checked my watch every five minutes, and rolled my eyes at the people at the at the funeral telling me about their their loss of the loved ones. But you know who has? President Joseph Forty Six Biden. Oh my God, has he ever fucked up? He was at this funeral and he kept looking at his watch, looking at his watch, looking at his watch. And then they brought a casket out. He very visually and clearly expressed no interest in fucking. Being there. And that's the first story we're going to be getting into today. There is a storyline to this. It seems very clear that Biden does not really give a fuck about these troops that are dead. And hopefully these articles will show you. And if, hey, maybe you're convinced of these next articles that Biden gave the biggest of shits about the troops, please leave it in the comments. Tell me where I'm wrong and subscribe to the podcast. Now, first article. From Fox News. Never biased, you know. Biden slammed for appearing to look at his watch during ceremony for dead Marines. Biden was receiving the bodies of 13 U.S. service members killed in Kabul. One second. Here we go. These fucking pop-up ads, I tell you. Conservatives and... Oh, wait. This article is by... I want to give credit to... Tyler O'Neill published yesterday morning. Conservative and veterans attacked President Biden for appearing to look at his watch during a ceremony for 13 U.S. service members killed in ISIS-K suicide bombing near Kabul Airport in Afghanistan last week. Biden met with the families of the troops killed in the attack. He also attended the dignified transfer of the fallen troops a military ritual of receiving the remains of those killed in foreign combat while at Dover Air Force Base on Sunday. During the event, Biden appeared to look down on his watch, sparking criticism from conservatives. Not just critis- not just conservatives, that's not true. I actually know a few Democrats who uh, were former veterans, and they were appalled by it. Quote, it's true. Joe Biden checked his watch during... I'm sorry, during the dignified transfer of the service members killed in Afghanistan at the airport. You can see him jerk his left hand 
to pull the watch out from under his sleeves, then look down at it. Nicholas Fonderakura, a news analyst for Media Research Center, the MRC, tweeted a video. As he talked about Sergeant uh, Nicole G, who was the, one of the two female Marines who were killed among the 13. She was the one who posted that Instagram post holding the baby saying, I love my... Yeah, he totally did. He, he tried to play all slick, too, because he's just like... He has, he has his hands crossed, and then he, like... Or he has his hand at his chest, right? Like, at his heart. Then he goes down. He, like, tries to be slick. He pulls up his sleep and looks at it, and then he puts his hands... Down, like, crosses his hands, like, in front of his lap. He tries to be slick about it. I saw that. I see. I see you. Retarded goof. Another quote here. Many of us members, many of us remember President Bush 41, the 41st president. That's a weird way of saying 41st president. Pres Bush 41. Checking his watch during a debate and how awful it looked, even though we all felt the same way at that debate. Yeah, the carry one. But this is shocking and will be remembered. Former Alaska Governor Mike Huckabee, a Republican, tweeted of it tweeted the video. Is it the same thing? Ah, fuck you. I don't want to open Twitter. Ah, I don't want to open fucking Twitter. Moving on. Quote, looks like he was doing, looks like he was being inconvenienced by having to show some respect for the American heroes. Sick. Samuel Williams, an Army veteran who fought in Operation Desert Storm, wrote on Twitter. These all kind of just open Twitter. Yeah, I'm not clicking any of these. Quote, there is nothing more important than paying your respects to American fallen war heroes. Mr. Mr. President, Niall Gardner, a former aide to British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. Hey, Margaret Thatcher's pretty cool, which is funny to say because I also like the, uh, uh, the RA. The Irish National or Irish Republican Army. The IRA. I think they're cool, and they did not like Thatcher, but I like Thatcher and the IRA. And I was raised Lutheran. Have fun with that little fucking dichotomy. Neil Gardner, a former aide to British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher and director of the Heritage Foundation's Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom, wrote on Twitter. Former White House doctor Ronnie Jackson said he was, quote, disgusted by President Biden appearing to look at his watch. Apparently, our commander-in-chief has better things to do than honoring the 13 service members who died on his watch. I'm disgusted. God bless these heroes and their loved ones. They deserve better. Are you bored, Mr. President? Asked Daniel Gade, an Iraqi war veteran and former Republican nominee for U.S. Senate in Virginia. Adam Baldwin. Really? Alec Baldwin's fucking based-ass brother? Adam Baldwin, an actor best known for his role in the science fiction TV show Firefly. Ah, that's kind of disrespectful, saying that was his best-known role. Firefly was a mess. Anyway, I don't like to be distracted. Mockingly captured, captioned the video, only 10 more minutes until my next dose, right, Jill? <laughs> Uh, that's good, though. That's good. I remember when he had, like, a big birthday party and Alec Baldwin was banned from his little brother's fucking uh, event. And Baldwin threw a fit on Twitter about it. And then, then his brother blocked him. 
then Alec Baldwin got blocked by his brother for throwing a fit on Twitter. Anyway, he has another meeting, quipped actor Nick Searcy. Wow, you're based. Again, does it? I just keeps opening Twitter. The White House did not immediately respond to Fox News' request for comment. And again, that this was put together by Tyler O'Neill. And of course, at the ceremony where they were, you know, burying these troops, Biden met with the grieving family. And oh boy, oh howdy doody joy, oh boy, did that not go well. He was the most disrespectful fucking cunt you've ever seen. Article by Lex Lonas, published just yesterday. Father Marine killed in Cabal Blast says meeting with Biden didn't go well. Hmm. It's almost like they blame him, like they rightfully fucking should. A father, a Marine, who was killed in Cabal, criticized his meeting with President Joe Biden, telling Fox News' Sean Hannity that it didn't go well. Quote, well, initially, I wasn't going to meet with him. But then I felt I owed it to my son to at least have some words with him about how I felt. And it didn't go well. Mark Schmitz said on a Monday interview. Ooh, I want to see if I can reach out to him and get an interview with him on the podcast. Schmitz, 20-year-old son. Jesus, he was younger than I was. Than I am. What the hell? Marine Lance Corporal Jared Schmitz. Yeah, yeah, a couple, uh, like, three episodes, I read, I read his name in the list of casual, in the list, list of fatalities. Mm. Was killed last week when a suicide bomber targeted the Cabal airport. Biden, quote, talked a bit more about his own son than he did my son, and that didn't sit well with me, as it fucking shouldn't. Bo did not die in the line of duty. As much as Joe Biden likes to peddle that fucking lie, his retarded, doofy-ass son got exposed to a bunch of chemicals, and then years after he left the service and came back to America, he died of cancer. And by the way, a little fun fact here. At the funeral for Bo Biden, Hunter Biden was fucking his fucking niece. The shit that's come out on those laptops is fucking alarming. Ugh. The son smokes meth and smokes cracks and fucks his family. Way down south in the land of traitors. Do, 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 alligators. Do, 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 do. Union boys will win the battle. Jesus. Or no, wait. You know what's going to bite all I hear is, Way down south in the land of cotton. Anyway, Schmitz, 20-year-old son, Marine Lance Corporal Schmitz, was killed last week in the suicide bombing targeting Kabul Airport. Republicans... Oh, sorry. Schmitz added, referring to Biden's son, Bell Biden, an Iraqi war veteran who died of brain cancer in 2015. There is brains in that family? Hmm. Republicans and Democrats alike have rebuked the president for his messy Afghanistan withdrawal that resulted in the deaths of 13 service members in Cabal Airport. Yeah, actually, there's a video on Pornhub. I saw a link about this. There's a video on Pornhub where it's like uh, top five of the messiest pullouts in porn history or whatever the fuck. And then like number one 
was the Afghanistan withdrawal. Oh, dude. It was on adult gifts on fucking 4chan. People were just roasting that shit. Schmetz told the Washington Post that the military leaders who talked to him did far more than the president. Who he said continued to frustrate him by reportedly checking his watch multiple times while the bodies of the fallen soldiers were taken off the plane. Quote, I actually leaned into my son's mother's ear and said, I swear to God, if he checks his fucking watch one more time. And that was probably only four times in. <laughs> I would have loved to see someone put this demential riddled fuckwad in this fucking place at least once. Zip Zamas Tyrannus. I'm quoting books for historical context. Schmitz recalled. I couldn't look at him anymore after that, considering especially the time and why they were there. I found it to be the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. Schmitz told the Post that one family member yelled at Biden at the end of the meeting, saying, quote, I hope you burn in hell. That was my brother. I hope he burns in hell, too. I hope he's down there with John McCain getting ass-fucked by Satan and they shove a pineapple up that old cunt's fucking rectum. Fuck Joe Biden. <clears throat> James, you do coverage. Bitch, read the fucking motto. Biased coverage against the state. Fucking A. God. Damn. Tarted, dittering, fucking codpiece for deep state quote I hope you burn in hell that was my brother could add a couple profanities in there Darren Hoover whose son Marine Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover died in the attack refused to meet with Joe Biden quote we said absolutely not we didn't want to deal with him we didn't want him anywhere near us we as a family decided that that was the best way to be going to that was the best way it was going to be whoever told Hannity you need to add a comma right here by the way we as a family decided that comma that was the way it was going to be and just a heads up anyone who knows me he's gonna laugh at me for correcting anybody's fucking grammar Hoover said he was told by one of his son's master sergeants that, quote, this was preventable. Oh, we're going to get into that. Don't you fucking worry. The father added, quote, they left them over there. They left them. They let them down. Of the 13 soldiers who died, 11 were from the Marine Corps. One was from the Army and one was from the Navy. Why was the Navy in the fucking desert? Maybe a SEAL? I could, I could see a SEAL team member being there. Quote, I said, don't you ever forget that name. Don't you ever forget that face. And don't you ever forget the names of the other 12. Schmitz told the Post about the meeting. And, well, quote, and 
take some time to learn their stories. I'm actually doing that for a future upload, my friend. And it gets so much worse from here. Our next story. Father of slain Marine, Biden turned his back on him. Published again yesterday by Jordan Williams. Father of U.S. Marine, who was killed in a suicide bomb at Cabal Airport, says President Biden turned his back on his son. Steve, I'm going to mispronounce the name, and I'm sorry. Steve Nicow told Daily Beast that he found out his son, Kareem Nicow, was killed in the attack when Marines arrived at home to deliver the, new, the uh, to deliver the news around 7.15 p.m. Thursday afternoon. Thursday evening, sorry. He told the news outlet that he's still in shock about what transpired. Quote, I haven't gone to bed all night, Steve Nicole said. Quote, I'm still in shock. I haven't been able to grasp everything that's going on, he told Daily Beast. He wants to, quote, respect the office of the president, but feels Biden has let his son down. Quote, they sent my, they sent my son over there as a paper pusher and then had the Taliban outside providing security, he said. Quote, I blame my own military leaders. Biden turned his back on him and that's that. The U.S. has not yet named the 13 service members. When was this fucking published? Oh, the 27th. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. Why was it? Whatever. It was linked with the wrong hour stamped on it. Anyway. The U.S. has not yet named the US, 13 U.S. service members who were killed in the suicide bombing outside Cabal's airport. Though their names have started to circle or uh, circulate on social media, more than 100 Afghans also died in the attack, for which ISIS-K militants claimed responsibility. Families of the victims began speaking out on Friday throughout social media and interviews with news outlets. Brit- Brittany Jones Burnett, the aunt of Staff Sergeant Taylor Hoover, of Utah, who also died in the attack, wrote on social media that the world lost a true light. Quote, the world has lost a true light. Our hearts are broken, shocked in disbelief, horror, sadness, sorrow, anger, and grief. And this article was written by Jordan Williams. We're getting really close to the uh, to the final nail in this coffin that Biden does not give a rat's ass about any of these people. And not only have his actions shown he doesn't care, I have actual proof that he just did not give a fucking iota about any of these troops. And oh my god, can you imagine if this happened under Trump? The news outlets would be having a fucking field day. There would be... There wouldn't just be people talking about impeachment. Impeachment proceedings would have already been taken fucking place. It's getting me angry. From Daily Mail. Mother, Marine killed in ISIS bomb attack, has her son's Instagram account mistakenly disabled after she blamed Biden for her son's death 
and claimed the president rolled his eyes and turned his back on her when she confronted him. Goofy fucking dimwit cunt with your fucking plugs. Shauna Campbell's son, Karim Nikau, 20, was killed in Kabul on Thursday. Thousands flooded her page where she has complained about Biden in the past and afterwards. On Thursday, her Instagram account was suddenly disabled. She had posted on Facebook blaming Biden for her son's death in Afghanistan. Instagram says it was a mistake and has restored her account and apologized. They won't explain how Ms. Campbell's account was flagged to them. It is another example of Silicon Valley censoring conservative voices. Trump has been banned from Facebook. That's irrelevant here. Trump has been banned from Facebook, Instagram since January, and a host of other and a host of his supporters have been censored. Yeah, but fun fact: the Taliban has an Instagram and a fucking Twitter and a Facebook. Figure that fucking one out, why don't you? Campbell had also described a meeting with Joe Biden on Sunday at Dover Airbase. She said he rolled his eyes at her and turned his back. What a fucking greasy, slimy, dementia-riddled, fucking dim-witted, fuck-faced, faggoty fucking cunt. Feckless bastard to the every last detail. As worthless as his fucking son and incestuous fucking niece. Or granddaughter, actually. She's as repugnant as every one of those other fucking vile swamp creatures there in the heart of D.C. that run this fucking country and sell us out every goddamn day. As she confronted him, the White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, refused to comment on Biden's meeting with the Marines' families on Monday. This article is by Jennifer Smith for Daily Mail, published... August 31st, 2021. I hate this administration. I wasn't a... Listen, if you guys want, I will do an episode on the multiple reasons why I think Trump should have his ass beat at least once by, like, Brock Lesnar. I'll I'll explain why if you want me to do an episode on that. Trust me, there's plenty of reasons. Uh, Yemen not doing more to stop his supporters from being gunned down in American streets by BLM and Antifa members. Not signing the Insurrection Act, and the list just fucking goes on. He also spent like a fucking hawk. I mean, it's hard to argue with the MIGA people. If you don't know what MIGA is, MIGA is make Israel great again. It's hard to argue with them because he gave so much fucking money to those people. Anyway, let's get into this. Facebook temporarily deleted... Facebook temporarily deleted the Instagram account of the mother of the Marines ki- of a Marine killed in Afghan in Afghanistan by ISIS bomb last week. After she publicly blamed President Biden for his death and the deaths of the other service members killed, Shauna Campbell is a mother of Karim Nakawa, 20 years old, who was killed in the ISIS bomb blast and suicide bombing attacks at the Kabul airport August 26th. She has been vocal in her criticism of President Joe Biden and says she blames him for her son's death along with the deaths of the 12 other troops who were killed. Campbell, a Trump voter, posted frequently about her disdain for Biden, 
before her son's death. On Friday, she posted a tribute to her son on Instagram that received thousands of messages of condolences. In the days since, she shared another tribute of another tribute in video of the country singer Kafoy Anderson volunteering to sing at a funeral for the slain troops. On Facebook, Campbell report repeatedly blamed Biden for her son's death. Yeah, what you probably did is trigger some little feckless pussy who has Trump derangement syndrome and voted for Biden. And every time you post something that reminds them that Biden fucked up and got Americans killed, it fucks with their little echo chamber they have in their heads and the way they see the world because you can't reconcile these two things. The Afghanistan failure and Joe Biden being the greatest president since sliced fucking bread and Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, I mentioned it as a joke, by the way. You post something on Facebook. It's like, oh, Joe Biden got my son killed and he got these other American troops murdered. It fucks with the dichotomy that they have in their head. Because they have this idea that Biden is a great leader. And then when you post this shit and they see it on the news and they see their outlets bashing him, it fucks with them because they've had this echo chamber where everything they believed in has been driven home by CNN, MSNBC, and every other fucking bucket pail carrier for Biden. And you're forcing them to realize that Biden's a fucking hapless, feckless fuckwit. And they probably got triggered and kept reporting you, and then this happened. But it's not like these, like we don't know these social media networks are really carrying the bucket for Biden anyway. In the days since, she shared another tribute of a video of video of country singer Kafoy Anderson volunteering to sing at a funeral for the slain troops. On Facebook, Campbell has repeatedly blamed Biden for her son's death. And in a post on Monday, just before she had her Instagram account disabled, she wrote a long Facebook post directed at Biden, where she described meeting with him on Sunday at Dover Air Base. <laughs> She said she looked at him straight in the eyes and told him she did not want to hear about his late son, Bell, who the president mentioned repeatedly. Yeah. Other than being tactless, all you come off across by when you're like, oh, your sons are dead? Well, my son. Yeah, that bullshit retarded one-upsmanship about you. You know, when you tell somebody a story and they got to tell the same story you just told them but make it better somehow and about them. That's all Biden was doing. I hate this fucking president. Late son Bo, who the president mentioned uh, repeatedly, and told him he had her son's blood. What? And told him he had her son's blood on her hands. She had to have meant... He had her son's blood on his hands. Because it's right here on Daily Mail. It says, And told him he had her son's blood on her hands. He, she had to have meant, You have my son's blood on, blood on your hands. That her must have, been, must have been meant to be his hands. <laughs> Campbell also alleged that Biden turned and walked away, then threw his hands up behind him as if he was saying, Okay, whatever. When she yelled at him, 
that her son's blood was on his hands. The White House has not addressed those allegations. Her account was suspended yesterday and was restored if she posted about being disabled on Facebook. And Facebook spokesperson has since told DailyMail.com that it was deleted incorrectly, but won't say how the mistake came about. It adds to many cases of left-leaning Silicon Valley censorship conservative voices. Sorry. It adds to the many cases of left-leaning Silicon Valley censoring conservative voices. Wow, Daily Mail. Man, you guys have really done a 180. You guys used to be the Trump Derangement Network. Not horribly, but you still had that going on about you. Now here you are. Wow. Even if the voices in question belong to the grieving mother of a murdered American hero. And I loved that they used the word murdered. Yes. Fucking A, Daily Mail. And here's the post. This is uh, Shauna Campbell's Facebook post that got everything deleted. Or talking about her shit that got deleted. It seems Instagram took it upon themselves to delete my account because I'm acute because I am assuming it was because I gained so many followers over my son's death due to Biden's negligence, ignorance, and him being a traitor. Well said. I'm going to assume that Facebook is going to delete me next. Funny how these leftist one-sided pieces of crap don't want the truth to come out. Keep in mind, I only posted about my heartbreak over my son. Those of you who follow me on Instagram seen the post. My post was even shared on the news, and now Instagram has disabled my account because of that post. Guess today I'll accept those interviews from Newsmax, Fox, and etc. Instagram, you cannot silence me. You deleted my account because my son's blood is on the president's hands. 13 heroes' blood is on Biden's hands. Goddamn right. Campbell says she thinks Facebook disabled her account after she posted four days ago that her son's deaths were posted about her son's death where she mentioned Biden but which went viral and directed people to her page. As soon as I post, quote, as soon as I posted about what happened, my son's Instagram account started blowing up, or started pulling up. My posts from months ago and sending me notifications that if I kept posting stuff like that, they would disable my account. Posts from months ago, she said on Monday, In other posts, she has said, President Joe Biden, their blood is on your hands. She also described her meeting with Biden and says she told him this isn't about you when he started talking about his late son, Bo, during their meeting. Ms. Campbell says Biden rolled his eyes and then walked away from her, putting his hands up in the air as she told him that he had blood on his hands. 
quote, you tried to interrupt me and give me your own sob story. I had to tell you that this isn't about you, so don't make it about you. You then said you just wanted me to know that you know how I feel, and I let you know that you don't know how I feel, and you do not have the right to tell me how I feel. You turned to walk away, and I let you know my son's blood was on your hands, and you threw your hands up behind you as you walked away from me. Like you were saying, okay, whatever. You, that's what he was fucking saying. There is no two ways about that. Now let me zoom in here a little bit. Let me uh, zoom. I am such a boomer with an advanced computer. Oh, no, that's not what I wanted. How do I zoom in? Fuck. How do I zoom in? Well, we have a we have the posts here that she posted. I'm gonna go through and read them, or at least a handful of them. The print is so tiny. Okay. President Joe Biden, this message is for you. I know my face is etched into your brain. I hate to tell you this. His face isn't etched into his brain any longer. I was able to look you straight in the eyes yesterday and have words with you after I lay my son to rest. You will be seeing me again. Remember, I am the one. I am the one who stood five inches from your face and was letting you know I would never, I would never get to hug my son again. Hear his laugh, and then you tried to interrupt me and give me your own sob story. And I had to tell you that this isn't about you, so don't make it about you. You then said you just wanted me to know that you know how I feel, and I let you know that you do not know how I feel, and you do not have the right to tell me how you feel you then rolled your eyes oh it says you then rolled your fucking eyes in your head like you were annoyed with me and i let you know that the only reason i was talking to you was out of respect for my son uh, son and that was the only reason why i then proceeded to tell you again how you took my son away from me, and how I will never get to hug him, kiss him, laugh with him again, etc. You turned to walk away, and I let you know my son's blood was on your hands. And you threw your hands up behind you as you were walking away from me. Like you were saying, okay, whatever. You are not the president of the United States of America, Biden. Cheating isn't winning. You are no leader of any kind. You are a weak human being and a traitor. You turned your back on my son, on all of our heroes. You are leaving the White House one way or another because you do not belong there. My son's blood is on your hands, all 13 of them. There is blood on your hands. If my president Trump was in his rightful seat, 
then my son and those other heroes would still be alive. <coughs> you will be seeing me again very soon. By the way, as my son and the rest of our fallen heroes were being taken off the plane yesterday, I watched you disrespect all of us five different times by checking your fucking watch. What the fuck was so important that you had to keep looking at your watch? You are a nobody, and nobody special, Biden. America hates you, and you're goddamn right about that. His approval rating is sinking every fucking day by the score. Even the push polls are admitting he's underwater now. Not a single fucking poll has this feckless, rememberless brainlet anywhere above 50%. He's either in the low 30s, the low 40s, or in the high fucking 20s. This woman is speaking nothing but the fucking truth right here. Since Instagram has disabled my account, I am sure Facebook will delete my account also. Isn't that cute how the blood of my son is on Biden's hands and they choose to silence me? Yeah. Facebook spokesman Andy Stone told Daily Mail on Tuesday, we express our deepest condolences to Miss Campbell and her family. Fuck off. You fucking took accounts down. And then when you received backlash from people on the left and the right, you tucked your dick between your legs and you reinstated the account. That's exactly what happened. Her tribute to her heroic son does not violate any of our policies. While the post was not removed, her account was incorrectly deleted. That you know that means all of her posts were removed, right? And then reinstated. And we have restored it. As for her previous posts that have been flagged, which included some before her son's death about going to the White House. Oh, I would have loved to have read those. I would have probably agreed with everything she had to say in those. Facebook pointed to its three-strike rule. <laughs> oh, fuck your fucking rules. In America, with the First Amendment, there should be no such thing as a three-strike rule. The families of, another, of other Marines... Who died have also described an uncomfortable meeting with Biden on Sunday at Dover Air Force Base, where the murdered troops' bodies were taken off the military jet during a dignified transfer, during which Biden checked his watch multiple times. And then at the actual funeral, he did it again. I hate this fucking dude so much. They said that at the meeting afterwards... Biden brought up his late son, Bo, that no one gives a fuck about in an effort to sympathize with them. You murder their kids, and then you proceed to talk about your dead, worthless son. Fuck off. Fuck right off. Sympathize with them, but that enraged them, as it fucking should have. Given the fact their sons and daughters died in a chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan that Biden orchestrated. 
Just like the May 1st deadline, you retard. Mark Schmitz, the father of Lance Corporal Jared Smith, told Washington Post that a sister of one of the fallen troops yelled at the president after receiving the remains on Sunday, I hope you burn in hell. That was my brother. There's an interview with them on, um, oh, what's his name? On Fox and Friends. It's the uh, Riley McCombs. Riley McCombs was the veteran or the soldier who was killed, and his sister yelled, I hope you burn in hell. You can find that on Fox and Friends. It's unclear whose sister it was. Oh, fuck off. Schmitz also appeared on Hannity with Darren Hoover, the father of Staff Sergeant Darren Taylor Hoover Jr., where they both said Biden checked his watch more than once during the dignified transfer. Schmitz called it the most disrespectful thing he's ever seen. Quote, the checking of his watch, that didn't happen just once. That happened on every single one that came out of that plane. I found it to be the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen. The checking of his watch, that, that didn't happen just once. That happened on every single coffin as they took it off the fucking plane. Every one of them. I remember when uh, when a troop saluted Trump and his hat got blown off. And Trump went over and picked his hat up and put it back on the Marine, dusted it off, and then like shook the Marine's hand and got back on the plane. Everyone was, all these media outlets were attacking him for breaking quorum or whatever the fuck. It's bullshit. They would release a salute and he would look down at his watch on every last one, all 13. He looked down at his watch as a father. You know, seeing that and the disrespect, I leaned into my son's mother's ear and said, I swear to God, if he checks his watch one more time, and that was probably only the four times in. I couldn't take him anymore after that. Considering, especially, the time and why we were there, I found it to be the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen, said Schmitz. Schmitz also claimed that the president clapped back at him when he said he didn't know his son or his stories. I said, quote, Don't you ever forget that name. Don't you ever forget that face, and don't you ever forget the names of the other 12, and take some time to learn their stories. According to Smith, the president bristled and replied, I do know their names, or I do know their stories. Biden, you don't know how to formulate a coherent fucking sentence. Not all the Marines' relatives took the meeting. Yeah, I don't blame them. I'm surprised not one of them tried to beat his fucking head in. I probably would have gotten arrested for trying to do that. Marine Lance Corporal Riley 
McCollum's entire family was at the Dover Air Force Base, but only his widow, Gina, Gianna, I'm going to go with Gianna, took the meeting, and she said she was left feeling disappointed afterwards. That's a cute couple. One of his sisters, who heard some of their conversations, said Biden came off as fake. Quote, Royce and my dad chose to leave the room. I chose to stay with my brother's wife. I'm not sure to pronounce that name. Cayenne? The Marine sister said, quote, she wanted to have the chance to look him in the eyes and see if it was going to be a sincere conversation or apology. <sighs> of course it wasn't going to be. How could it have been? I was able to stand about 15 seconds of his fake scripted apology, and I had to walk away. She also claimed Biden would not look the family in the eyes. They, too, were frustrated by how he talked about his late son, Bo. Jim McCullen, Reese's father, or Riley's father, I'm sorry, told Fox and Friends, It was more about his son. My son wasn't mentioned. It was his son and about him and nothing to do with the 13, he said. At a White House press briefing on Monday, Press Secretary Jen Psaki refused to comment on Biden's meeting with the grieving families or their claims that he was rude and disrespectful. Let's go over the names of these people. Actually, no. I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this for its own thing. They don't need to be added into this like it's just a part of the story. No, they deserve their own episode. Not even, it's not like being mentioned or talked about on my podcast is really anything that special, but it's what I can do to respect them. I hate this fucking... I hate Biden. I detest everything about that fucking man. I'm going to take a break before I read this next story. Uh, so if I come back... I'm going to have a different sounding tone. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to take a break. Now, we come to the final article for this up, this upload. Exclusive from Reuters. Before Af- Afghanistan collapsed, Biden pressured Ghani to change perception. Biden does not care about these troops who were killed. There is no genuine care at all for it. And he uses Bo as a white horse, a sacrificial lamb at the altar of fake sympathy. And he lied to the entire fucking world. And this proves it. Let's get into it. This article is by Adam Roster or Rostin, and 
Nandita Bose. Washington, August 31st. In the last call between U.S. President Joe Biden and his Afghanistan counterpart before the Taliban seized control of the country, the leaders discussed military aid, political strategy, and messaging tactics. But neither Biden nor Asarf Ghani appeared aware or prepared for the imminent danger the entire country falling to insurgents. A transcript reviewed by Reuters shows men spoke the men spoke for roughly 14 minutes on July 23rd on August 15th. For 14 minutes on July 23rd and August 15th. Ghani fled the presidential palace and the Taliban entered Kabul. Since then, tens of thousands of desperate Afghans have fled and 13 U.S. troops and a score of Afghan citizens were killed in a suicide bombing at the Kabul airport during the, the frenetic U.S. military evacuation. Not actually word nursing before. Reuters reviewed a transcript of the presidential's phone call and has list, listened to the audio to authenticate, authenticate the conversation. The materials were provided. The materials were provided on the condition of anonymity. But the sources, who was not authorized to distribute, was not authorized to distribute it, meaning this was leaked. These were leaked audio logs. What's this video here? Yeah, I'm not trying to watch that again. That's suicide footage. In a call, Biden offered aid to Ghani. Sorry, Biden offered aid if Ghani could, pu could publicly project he had a plan to control the spiraling situation in Afghanistan. That's a quid pro quo, by the way. I'll offer you aid, but I'm withholding it unless you do something for me. I remember Joe Biden talking about quid pro quos with a certain orange president before him. Weird how that works, quid pro quo Joe. Control the spiraling situation in Afghanistan. Quote, we will continue to, prov to provide close air support if we know what the plan is, Biden said days before the call. The U.S. carried out airstrikes to support Afghan security forces, a move the Taliban said was, a, was in violation of the DOHA peace agreements, a.k.a. the Abraham Accords. The U.S. president also advised Ghani to get to get buy-in from powerful Afghans for a military strategy going forward, and then to put a quote warrior in charge of the effort, 
a reference to Defense Minister General Bishamala Khan Muhammadai. Biden la Biden lauded the Afghan Armed Services, which were trained and funded by the U.S. government. Yeah, they failed horribly. We have video of them. We have videos of like the last two years of these people being trained on how to do combat, and they just couldn't do any of the training. <laughs> and not only that, they were trained to fight and run themselves in the same fashion as, you know, our military runs. But our military has infrastructure in it. But when we fled and retreated, and quietly in the middle of the night, Biden started retreating people? Or, or what was it? Where's that airfield? Bagram. When Biden pulled quietly out of Bagram, and half of Afghanistan lost power. That was the infrastructure that these people we trained needed to even have somewhat of a fighting chance. Quote, you clearly have the best military, he told Ghani. You have 300,000 well-armed forces versus 70 to 80,000. And they're clearly capable of fighting well. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. They surrendered and fled immediately. We had a couple... There was like a handful of people who actually tried to fight. And then we only found that out very recently too. Days later, the Afghan military started folding across... Uh, across the capital in the country with little fight against the Taliban. In much of the call, Biden focused on what he called the Afghan government's perception problem. Quote, I need not tell you the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan. I believe is that things are not, are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban, Biden said. Quote, and there is a need, whether it is true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. Biden told Ghani that if Afghanistan's prominent political figures were to give a press conference together backing the new military strategy, quote, that will change perception and will change an awful lot, I think. The American leader's words indicated he didn't anticipate the massive insurrection and collapse to come 23 days later. Quote, we are going to continue to fight hard, diplomatically, politically, economically, to make sure the government not only survives, but is sustained and grows, said Biden. The White House Thursday declined to comment on the call. A tweet here. Seems the F. Oh, yeah. It's a picture of somebody throwing a baby over the Air Force, over the airport's gates. After the call, White House released a statement that focused on Biden's commitment to supporting Afghan security forces and the administration seeking funds for Afghanistan Congress.
Ghani told Biden he believed there could be peace if he could, quote, rebalance the military solutions. But he wanted to add, quote, we need to move with speed. We are facing a full-scale invasion composed of Taliban full Pakistani planning and logistical support and at least 10 to 15,000 international terrorists predominantly Pakistanis thrown into this Ghani said Afghan government officials and US experts have consistently pointed to Pakistani support for the Taliban as a key to the group's resurgence. Yeah, that's the only reason why, when it comes down to it, the only country in the Middle East I'll somewhat humorously support is Israel. Much as chagrin of any 4chaners who might be listening to this. But I genuinely don't give a fuck if every country in the Middle East falls and kills each other. Couldn't mean less to me if I was paid to care less. The Pakistani embassy in Washington denies those allegations. Of course they do. Clearly, the myth of the Taliban fighters crossing from Pakistan is unfortunately an excuse and an afterthought peddled by Mr. Asaraf Ghani to justify his failure to lead and govern. The embassy spokesman told Reuters, Yeah, see, we've known for, shit, 20 plus years that... That Palestine and Pakistan have both gone out of their way to fund and support Hamas and to support the Taliban. You know the point where both these places lied about where Osama bin Laden was hiding out? Reuters tried to reach Ghani's staff for his story in calls and texts with no success. The last public statement from Ghani who is believed to be in the United Arab Emirates, came on August 18th. Yeah, he fled with bags of money, too. He said he fled to Afghanistan to prevent bloodshed. Yeah, how'd that work out? To prevent your own fucking bloodshed, you coward. By the end of the call, the United States was well into its planned withdrawal from Afghanistan. Yeah, we should have been out by May 1st. But you wanted to push it back to September 11th and have that one-man parade. I did the thing, man. I got the troops out of the, you know, the place all by myself. And on the anniversary of that uh, McDonald's terrorist attack in 2011-21. I imagine his speech would have gone something like that. <sighs> by, the time, by the time of the call, the U.S. states were well, the United States was well into its planned withdrawal from Afghanistan, which Biden had postponed from the May date set by his predecessor, Donald Trump. The U.S. military had closed its main Afghanistan air base at Bagram in early July. That's when he fled in the middle of the night. Didn't tell anybody. Didn't tell the president of Afghanistan that, like, hey, I know this base full of weapons and everything you need. Uh, or, you know, that you believe we're guarding. Well, we're no longer guarding. We're just bouncing. Didn't tell him that. Did not tell him that. And civilian, like, Afghan citizens and Taliban members just raided that bitch and got billions of dollars worth of ammunition, weapons, and vehicles that we just left there. Just fucking left there. 
It all seems too planned, doesn't it? As the two presidents spoke, Taliban insurgents controlled about half of the Afghan's dis- district centers, indicating a rapidly deteriorating security situation. They knew what was going to happen before it happened. They knew. The president of Afghanistan was like, look, Biden, we're failing. Everything is collapsing here. The world's starting to see it. And fellow Afghanistan, fellow Afghanis are starting to see it too. Like, we're losing control of this situation. We've lost the plot. We need help. Biden's like, no, no, you need a, a change of message, man. You need some PR work. Look at my PR. I'm great. Afghanistan was promising a shift in its military strategy and starts focusing on protecting population centers in major cities rather than fighting to protect rural territories. Yeah, yeah, fuck the ones in the country. Nah, nah, we need these big city slickers safe. How that worked out. Biden Biden referred approvingly of of that strategy. He said that doing so would help not just on the ground, but in the perception of internationally. That was required to shore up the world's support of the Afghanistan government. Oh yeah, Ponzi government that we fucking installed about 15 years ago. Quote, I'm not a military guy, so I'm not telling you what a plan should precisely look like. You're going to you're going to get not only more help, but you're going to get a perception that is going to change, Biden said. Yeah, where was all that help? Ghani, for his part, assured Biden that quote, your assurance of support goes a very long way to enable us to really mobilize us in earnest. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. No help came. What's that Rage Against song or Rise Against song? Help is on the way, but it never came. Feels like that's the song for this. Rise Against. Help is on the way, but it never came. In a little over two weeks after Biden's call with Ghani, the Taliban captured several provincial Afghanistan cities and capitals. And the United States said it was up to the Afghan security forces to defend the country. Quote, these are their military forces. These are their preventional capital or pivotal capitals. Their people for their people to defend. Heading out spokesperson John Kirby said August 9th. You said you're going to send them aid. To help them defend against the terrorist. As long as he issued some sort of public stance. That like, no, 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 no. We will not follow the Taliban. We got this. He did that. Help never came, however, Biden. Gee, I wonder why. On August, on August 11th, U.S. intelligence reports indicated the Taliban fighters could isolate Afghanistan's capital in 30 days and possibly take it over within 90. Instead, the fall happened in less than a week. Remember the episode from earlier when I was talking about speedrunning? There you go.
The Biden-Ghani call also underscored the president's political infighting that plagued the Afghanistan government. When Biden asked him to include former Afghan President Hamid Karzai in a press conference, Ghani pushed back. Quote, Karzai would not be helpful. He said, quote, he is contrary. And time is of the essence. We cannot bring every single individual. We have tried for months with President Kalazar, with Karzai. Last time we met for 110 minutes, he was, he was cursing me, and he was accusing me of being a U.S. lackey. You kind of are, though. If you need context, this guy is like the Trump of the Middle East, and Ghani is like the Biden of the Middle East. Biden paused before responding, quote, I'm going to reserve judgment on that. <laughs> is that a roast? Does that count as an insult? I'm going to reserve judgment on that. Korazai could not be reached for comment despite calls and texts of one of his aides. The second call with top staff. In the following... In the follow-up call later that day, that did not include the U.S. President Biden's National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, General Mark Milley, and U.S. and uh, U.S. Central Command Commander General Frank McKenzie, Mark Milley's cocksleeve, to Ghani. Uh, spoke to Ghani. Reuters also obtained a transcript of that call. In this call, too, the area, the areas of focus were the global perception of the events on the ground in Afghanistan. Milley, chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff, told Ghani, "Quote: The perception of the United States, the perception of the United States in Europe, and the media, sort of thing, is a narrative of the Taliban's momentum and a narrative of the Taliban's victory." And we need to collectively demonstrate and try to turn the perception of that narrative around. I do not believe time is our friend here. We need to move quickly, McKenzie added. A spokesperson for McKenzie declined to comment. A spokesman for Millie did not respond by publication time either. They knew. They had little over a month and a half notice before it all went tits up. The Biden administration said, work on your PR, man. President Ghani was like, uh, no, they've taken over the rural areas of Afghanistan and they're working inward to the city very quickly. But I was like, no, 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 I'll tell you what, I'll give you a hand if you can change your PR. And that help never came, despite him giving a public address where he's like, we will not fall to the Taliban. And then when he asked for help again, the U.S. was like, yeah, we're asking to show you got about 90 days. And then in less than 24 hours, 
entire Afghanistan government that we have spent 20 years in, or at least 20 years since 9-11 in, trying to stabilize and make it a little, a little uh, buffer for us, a little uh, Ponzi government for America, it fell. It all collapsed in on itself. And now Biden just doesn't give a fuck. He refuses to comment on it when Jim Psaki was asked about it. He goes, I will not discuss private matters or phone calls. And all I can think is, if the shoe was on the other foot and Donald Trump was in office and all this shit kicked off, can you imagine the shitstorm? And don't worry, I'd be roasting that orange peach too if it was happening under his watch. But it's not. And they're trying to make it sound like this is just going to be out of the news in a few days. It's ridiculous. This whole thing is a fucking tragedy. It sickened me. It just makes me ill. That being said, I'm going to try and either aim for 5 o'clock today or it will be my 8 o'clock upload in the morning. I'll be going over the names and stories of all 13 troops killed by ISIS in the suicide bombing during the Kabul airport evacuation. That being said, I've been your host, James Madison. Thank you for listening to Inside Four Walls and have a great rest of your day. And I look forward to seeing you here tomorrow, bright and early at 8 a.m. And remember to share the podcast, subscribe and follow, and now the podcast can be found on Rumble. The podcast channel is Inside Four Walls Podcast, and the news footage channel is Outside Four Walls. Thank you, and have a great day.